Good morning. Can you imagine? <laughs> I, you know, truthfully, I don't know what you're supposed to do to make an original start to a podcast. I was just like, imagine if this is the first thing you hear in your day. Yeah, or if there's like, a first episode you hear of our podcast and yeah. you're just like, what is that start? <laughs> imagine if we're the meditation app. Can you imagine? We should do Chris and Sarah present a meditation app. Oh, I, I could love do you reckon to do you could that. do the voice? I definitely could. I think, yeah. Good morning. Uh, Find a, a comfortable position. And take a deep breath in. And listen to Chris and Sarah. Wear the pants. <laughs> so that's our whole new vibe now. We're going to be talking like this and making yeah. it very relaxing for everyone. Yes. Uh, so, uh, how's your week? I can't do it. Oh, you, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah, but there are people that like um, genuinely talk like that. Really, uh, really, uh, elderly librarians. Mm. I think because they're so conditioned to talk quietly, and I know this because I spend a lot of time in the library. Um, you do. I printed something in the library. I so see you can do that. Amazing. Amazing you want to have the library's babies. I do. It's true. It's true. I want to rent them for seven to eight days and mm. return them. Mm. Um, hello, everyone. Greetings. Welcome to Chris and Sarah Wear the Pants. It's good to be here. It is a dreary day. but in, Dreary day in Sydney, but, you know, we need rain eventually, don't we? Absolutely. I mean, you can't have all sunny days. It's just not possible. Metaphorically and literally. I mean, you can, but then we'd all die. That's true. You know, That's so true. good on the rain. Um, you know what? My dreary day turned around because upon entering Chris's house today, I got a cakey. It's cakey day. It's cakey day. I got a gorgeous, like, bun mm-hmm. with, like... Choc- like So it's one of those, it's a reverse deception mm-hmm. because you know when you get like a bun and there's things on it and you're like, they're fucking raisins. Yep. Yuck. But this looked like raisins, but uh-uh, it was delicious. Chocolat. Chocolat chips. How good was that? From the fantastic Italian deli on in the main road of Dulwich Hill. I love that. That deli, you know, I could go through every item in an Italian mm-hmm. deli and just mm-hmm. devour it, I reckon. Absolutely. I'm not sure about the anchovies, but I reckon even that... No. Because it comes from that deli, I'd be like, you know what? I don't mind it. I love an anchovy. Don't mind a hairy fish. Um, <laughs> as they say. As they say. <laughs> but honestly, just another another testament to the fact that a cakey can absolutely lift the mood. Absolutely. Not that I was in a bad mood, but I'm now in an It makes it mood. better. It just makes everything mm. better. It heightens the senses. Yep. So uh, why don't you uh, pause the podcast, go get yourself a little cakey or a mm. little treat, and then come back. Tell us what, what your favourite cakey go-to is. Mm-hmm. Mine's usually carrot cake, but I'm changing. I'm a changing person. I love carrot cake. I love carrot cake too. The so icing good. is so good. Can I just say also, I'm really appreciating this little cup of tea I've made. Mm. I want to talk about gifts. Okay. Uh, this tea is Melbourne Breakfast from T2. Mm-hmm. This little um, packet of tea was gifted to me by a woman called, I believe it's Edith, if um, I might have that wrong, but her Instagram handle is not in that shirt, which I think is a fantastic Instagram handle. Absolutely. She gave it to me at the Melbourne Comedy Festival this wow. year after coming to see my show. The year before, when I had a joke in my show about sriracha mayonnaise, she gave me a bottle of sriracha mayonnaise. I love that How so much. How thoughtful and beautiful is that? In your next three, you're going to make a joke about a 100-inch flat screen TV. <laughs> I need a rental for less than 300 a week. <laughs> <laughs> That's so nice. I love Isn't that. that- 
Mm. It can make someone's day to out of the blue just give them a little gifty, mm-hmm. a thoughtful little gifty. Doesn't have to be expensive. We've got a couple of gifts from podcast mm. listeners. I got oh uh, my god, segue for Australia. I've got absolutely. I've got a. I got a couple actually. I think I'm. I think I'm on two. Great. I've got one from um, beloved uh, pants listener Belinda. Oh. Um, I mentioned some episodes yes. back. Uh, that I got a new piano and I've called him Norbert and he's beautiful and I'm so proud of him. Well, I got sent a beautiful name tag for Norbert, That's like a handwritten best. name tag for Norbert that is now literally on him forever. So oh. it says, hi, my name is Norbert. <laughs> I love that. And I'm obsessed with that. And then we both got presents via you. Oh, How my did- God. So my yeah. friend Julie Emma, who's a really brilliant artist in Sydney, um, and I used to go to school with her in year 11 and 12, mm-hmm. she gave us both a pair of Nordic socks. I, they're just – they're so beautiful. I wear them all the time. They're like thick, beautifully patterned. Is it because we talked about socks on the it's podcast? It's because we talked – well, we a- actually, this is the amazing thing. I don't know how she came about – this was before she heard the, the socks episode. Mm. And then when she heard the socks episode, her mind blew and she's like, I'm actually – I've given them socks. You know, so <laughs> I don't know how the, the universe works, but I'm mm. grateful for it. Um, next episode we've got um, – we're talking about uh, Teslas, so uh, look forward to those uh- – <laughs> Showing up in the PO box. <laughs> I'll give you my dress. Just DM me. Um, oh, no, people are so generous. They are. And people write us such nice things. They really do, and mm. it really is lovely. But like, we fixate on like the one or two like shit I emails know. that we get when we get so many nice ones. We but isn't, isn't that just how it is? We haven't had a shit one since the start, though. No, Sarah, that's true. I reckon. People are on board. Yeah. The thank cranky you. people left. This really, like, we really love doing this. So thank you for yes. listening. Very chilled vibe, I think, with us today, which I'm kind of loving. I'm into it. Mm. I'm into it. I have two jumpers, not one but two on, and I feel toasty warm. Yeah. I've got my good tea. You know, I've got a little article. I'm Li- ready to rock. Listener, say out loud to yourself what you think I'm wearing. Mm-hmm. I and I absolutely know what she's wearing. It's it, shall I explain it? It's a, yeah. If you said a, a dress and a structured jacket, you're absolutely right. On Every the money. time uniform on the money. I'm in my drop. Oh well, I've what? done it now. I, I was going to make them imagine, but I forgot. Um, I'm wearing drop crotch um, black pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not tracksuit pants, MC but they're, they're as close as tracksuit mm. pants as I want to come to today. Mm. A, a red jumper and then a, a lovely my. Uh, I think you've described it as my Miranda Kerr. Um, na- you know, like beige. It's I, I can only describe it. It's a beautiful, cardigan. like cashmere looking cardigan. But it's the kind of cardigan uh, that the uh, wife of a rich murdered man wraps around herself when she's looking out at oh the ocean, God. wondering where he's gone. Oh, that she, is specifically mm, what it is. She wraps it around herself, looks out at the ocean with a cup of tea, and then the inspector's like, "Ma'am, we need to go." Oh, do you reckon she did it? I mean, usually just uh, the husband did it, but if the husband is the one who died, that really throws a spanner in it my usual. It really does, doesn't it? Mm. And it looks at our our particular lens of feminism. Which and- is correct. <laughs> it's the only lens there is. <laughs> There's no other lens for me. I know. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't reckon I did it, me personally. It'll be um, – no, I don't think you did it. I think like a weird business partner did it, like someone mm. from like the 70s who like came back right. to settle a – Settle a, um, oh, a settle score. A debt, settle yeah, a score. score, yeah, yeah. Mm. I actually saw something really great the other day mm. that um, I, this is not related. This is not related to anything we've been talking about so right. far. But I was uh, I was about three cars behind a bit of a dingle. I wouldn't call it a crash, but mm. it was just a little like I think someone rear-ended someone, uh, and I was three cars behind it. And watching people's response to this crash was extraordinary. So I couldn't see what was going on. Mm. 
Um, but a guy behind me was in a truck and could. So he stopped his truck in the middle of the road, ran out to help. And then these women from the officers either side of the road came out and started just directing traffic around the crash like they'd done it a million times before so this woman in like a pencil skirt and like a top was like directing traffic people were like moving the cars like everyone just jumped in as though they've done it a million times before um and it was like what we said last week's episode it's like people will help in more often than not, people will help Man. when you need it. Oh, that's the – yeah, from the mm. the boat thing. From the Titanic episode. Yeah, yeah. If you haven't listened to that episode, give it a listen. Oh, my We're God. very proud of it. Yeah. Uh, it was just – but I, f- I fucking love stories every, of kindness. It, it just worked like a machine. Everyone mm. was just like, all right, yep, this. And I couldn't uh, – not that I need to defend myself, but I couldn't actually see what was going on because my car's quite small and I was behind an SUV. So I would just watch all these people yep. run up. Yep, yep, mm. yep. Interesting, you know – I often find people are their best or their worst under duress Mm -hmm. and uh, I have been both. Mm. Uh, I prefer to be obviously my best. Mm. Uh, Can't always be your best, can you, mate? No, you can't. But um, that is so lovely to hear Mm. when people are nice to people. Fuck, it doesn't cost much. Yeah, when people are nice to strangers. Yeah. It's lovely. I love that. Just a big pants moment for everyone involved. Really? That's a pants moment Mm -hmm. for sure it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, um, I had a really cool moment and mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to say it's a pants moment. It's mm-hmm. a bit, it's a bit of an odd one. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in Canberra recently for, for a gig with the Sydney Comedy Festival and I had the opportunity to stay in a motel with the rest of the crew, you know, the mm-hmm. team. And my child, Eve, came and stayed with me in the motel and it was the best. Mm-hmm. It came to the gig. We stayed over in the motel, had the cheap tea. Split the biscuits, you know. It was cool. It was the best. Mm. And then we had brekkie the next morning, and um, you know that was just a lovely little moment. Because I, I mean, that. how many times have you gone to your mum's gig and stayed in their motel, her motel with a as, I mean, my, as a child? My mum uh, t- <laughs> traditionally doesn't gig. Um. <laughs> I mean, she could start. Yeah, no, absolutely. She could. She could come to your, st- your little stand-up comedy course. <laughs> mm. Also, I just want to apologise for the sound of my large front teeth hitting the coffee oh. cup. I really – I don't aim very well. It's – Like putting cool. the cup to don't my mouth. It. Like this sound. Oh, I don't That's think really going to put some people off. N- really? Yeah, I think I so. Wouldn't I wouldn't be offended. I think it's a bit of an icky sound, isn't it? Well, they can hear me gulping, so mm. I'm pretty sure that's worse. Someone emailed us the other day and was just like, I love how like you always just like run off and do things during the podcast. Oh, it's Like I don't know what I did. I think I went to get something. I, I also did the other day. Mm. I – I went and got the YWCA, oh, right. you know, questions, the trivia yeah, they questions. Were great. Mm. They were good. Mm. Um, shall I do my little, my little bit? Your little bit. My little story. Yes, and just a reminder that we have a couple of live podcast uh, recordings coming up in November. Yep, head to our Instagram at Chris and Sarah Wear the Pants. Uh, even if you don't have Instagram, you can actually see it. You can go on, um, yeah, go on it as a Link as a trip. URL uh, on the internet and uh, grab some tickets there. We're doing Newcastle and Canberra. Yep. In November 5, Newcastle, and November 17, Canberra. Get into it. Love to see you. I do. I'm kind of Mm. weird that way. I can remember my tax file number, for example. Have you? That's. I mean, that's. that's, Can you? No. Do you want me to say it out now? No, no, no. I just want to know if you know. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm really excited. Have you picked your stories yet for the lives? No. I've got, I've got oh, ones you, of you're so. I've organized. got ones I've been saving up because they're really good. Because they're good. Oh, yeah. I love that. What a good idea. Mm. Okay, I must start making a bank, as it were. <laughs> um, All right, let's this get into story. It. Let's it, do it. Let's do it. This is from. Oh, you're going to love this. This is one of the longest uh, 
publication names that I've had yet on this show. Take a breath. Let's do it. Ready? Mount Barker Courier and Onka Parinka and Gamuracha Advertiser. I love that. South Australia, 1880 to 1954. This is from Friday the 8th of September, 1893, page four. Vintage. Vintage. I would also just say Onka Paringa is such a satisfying word to say. It really sits well in the mouth. It does. It has all Mm. of the sounds, doesn't it? Onka Paringa. Onka Paringa. I don't know why I did that accent. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, (laughs) Okay, this is entitled Australian Women. Right? What a big swing. Right? Okay, so. <laughs> okay. This is the editor or something first up. Ms. Julia F. Nicholson in the North American Review discharges on this subject some generalisations of the usual large and courageous kind. The, quote, Australian woman is not to be packed into an article nor described in a few confident sentences, yet this is the feat the North American Review attempts. It's always interesting to read about ourselves, however, and so we give some extracts from the article. So now this is the article proper, but I love that little intro from the editor of of the... Here's what we've gone ahead and done, (laughs) thanks. It's like you could have figured it out for yourself. Uh, Yeah, but also Mm. just like saying... I'm not sure how this is going to go. You know, like it's a bold statement to go and summarise the Australian woman thus. The journalist's um, equivalent of being like, this is some new new jokes, guys, so we'll just see how it's going to go. So then then if it sucks, you can be like, I didn't tell you it was going to suck. It's so Mm. true. I do Mm. that every time I do new material. Um, Okay, this is the first part. Australian girlhood. Before the English girl has outgrown childish delights, the Australian is a woman in miniature. (laughs) whatever that means, Uh, self-conscious, self-confident, not easily abashed, with eyes that long since have ceased to look out upon the world with wonder. Okay. So we're we're inward looking. Um, Oh, here we go. In short skirt Mm -hmm. with a plait down its hack. God, that sounds terrible. Young Australia imitates its elders, flirts, falls in love and sometimes reads and writes funny little love letters in all seriousness. Very youthful, very innocent, all in this, all in its way, but the way itself strikes one as just a little precocious. They're just describing teenagers. I don't understand. Yeah. Like her brother, the Australian girl has a say as to what she learns, where she goes, what she wears. In fact, she brings herself up under easy supervision. Grown to womanhood, the glitter and glamour of life already tarnished in her sight, she is without reserve, possessed of few illusions and less sentiment. She has arrived at a very good opinion of herself. So far as circumstances permit, she pleases herself in a choice of husband or a coarse, coarse-lit life. I don't know what that means. But with all her liberty, she does not enjoy the recognised freedom and independence of the American girl. That's just one part of this long story. Can I keep going? Oh, my God, of course. I'm just like, I'm. it's, it's a, a lot of information to take in there. So they're saying that um, Australian girls are less uh, uh, mature? Less, yeah, like a Less wom- adult? A woman less- in miniature compared to an English girl? I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I imagine there would have been the perception that we were far less civilised, surely. Yeah. Uh, precocious. I just wouldn't have thought of us as precocious. That, that has the cadence of an insult to me. It does to me too. Mm. Sounds pejorative. But also like a lot of words that are used to describe women like sassy, mm. bold, like are very gendered. So, it's so pre- we're, not, we're not illusional and we're not sentimental. That's fine. Okay. 
have a good opinion of ourselves. All right, the, but that that has the cadence of an insult. It does you know what a bit. I mean? Like we have like a very good opinion of it. Of okay, so self esteem, right? Like that's a sin. This is the bit I don't get. With all her liberty, she does not enjoy the recognised freedom and independence of the American girl. Why? Is Are they just saying that Americans have more liberty than us? Maybe store? they are. Yeah. So I'll go, I'll go on. Perhaps it'll answer Remember it the brave us. land of the free and so on? Yeah. Mm. The social code is slightly confusing. For an unengaged girl to go to the theatre or for a walk alone with a man would be scandalous. Oh, that's such a thing as a as a bit of a Jane Austen like right? kind of aficionado. Vibes. Like it's very much just... Like if you were mm. uh, caught for whatever reason with a, and if you're unmarried and you were caught with a man who isn't like a member of your family, it was assumed that you had been um, uh, inappropriate. With inappropriate, him, yeah. Even if you were just chatting, that you were a, a scarlet woman, yeah. Um, but she may wander. But at a dance, she may wander about dim gardens and verandas with a new acquaintance. That sounds fun. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Or do you want to head to the dim garden or no? Yeah, no, I want to go to the light, bright one, thanks. <laughs> I don't like you that much. And it is quite another thing. She marries at any age short of middle age. But middle age back then would have been like 24. Oh God. <laughs> but it is hot into – okay, I think they put H's as N's. It is not into greater freedom as the French women – but into bondage after the most approved British fashion. Okay, so mm. marriage is a nightmare apparently. Man, this is a jam-packed article. It has got a lot going. Mm. There's a lo- Family cares and household duties absorb her. Mm-hmm. Uh, servants worry her. Oh, what, they're going to steal the silver? Fucking hell. <laughs> the happy knack of dividing life into parts and sustaining many interests has yet to be acquired. Mm-hmm. Accomplishments are neglected. Dancing goes to the wall. For reading, there is no time. So basically, once you get married, get you, get ready for a shit-ass life, mate. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Forget your reading and your dancing and all that shit. Oh, because you're busy, like, um, going to the store to get ham and pickles, like the woman from exactly. the sock story. Keeping yeah. the household in its – I don't know. Yeah, I am um, – have you – sorry, this I is ha- – I have to finish this bit. Mm, this is course. classic. You're going to love this. Perhaps this is why the average domesticated Australian becomes so uninteresting after marriage. Ouch. Her life narrows down. She seldom shares her husband's interests. Her conversation fluctuates between scandal and servants' delinquencies, fashions and the children. I love that the society <laughs> I love that the society that dictates that a woman must become a housewife also complains that she's boring that as a housewife. That she's boring as fuck because mm. she gave up all I mean, that's interests. not new. That's Right? <laughs> yeah. But whatever happens, it's your fault, babe. Yeah. But also, I you said something several episodes ago that I always think about when I hear stories like this, and it's about housewives having like a secret society, and I'm so sure they did. Bet they did. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, once the husbands are all at work, like, who knows what they got up to? Mm-hmm. They were probably gambling and stuff. Like, they'd go over to each other's houses. Play poker, and, yeah. Yeah, like, do all sorts of interest, in, interesting stuff. And then as soon as their husbands come home, switch back on that. Yep. Like, and keep that facade because there's, there's more power in... Mm. deceiving, you know, people from thinking you're having too much fun, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, It goes on into another element, which is Australian beauty, which I think is quite an interesting little topic. Though pretty tall and well-formed, I love how every woman is exactly the same. Yeah, I know. I was going to be like, what a fucking (laughs) broad sweep. Though pretty tall and well-formed, the Australian is not graceful. Her feet are seldom, seldom small. Her hands rarely beautiful. Moreover, she does not dress well. 
Her toilette has none of the chic of the Parisiennes. And we know what toilette is. We know what that is. Mm-hmm. It's a place where you go and sob, isn't it? And wind. No, the, that's, that's, that's the sulking room. That's sulking room. The toilette is from the other day. It's it's how you keep yourself. Oh, how you keep yourself. It's like, it's like hygiene and beauty. Thank so like you. So if someone has great toilette, oh it's God, kind I, of like, yeah. I love that this is paying off. We're, oh, my God. This knowledge is coming back. Oh my God, I hate this for us. Um her toilet has none of the chic of the Parisiennes, little of the sobriety of the Englishwoman's. Overdressed or dowdy, she produces the impression of not only having little taste, but no artistic sense of the fitness of things. Stylish and elegant women are to be seen more frequently in Melbourne than elsewhere. This is back in 1893. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> this is where it all comes from. Melbourne listeners, oh sorry. Oh, my God. But- Nevertheless, dress is dear to the soul of an Australian and much is spent on it. Down in the lowest social grades, it plays an important part. The Australian hugs the idea of equality and believing in uniformity of dress as the visible sign of equality often sacrifices actual comfort to obtaining a fashionable clothing. Well, don't mm. we just – wouldn't uh, the uh, – what, what year was this again? 1893. 1893. Wouldn't the fashions have just trickled very, very slowly at the rate that ships can get here down from England? You would imagine this you know, is like, a story the world over. Yeah, I was going to say, wouldn't they be a couple of years behind yeah. just copying exactly what they do in the UK and what the royals and stuff are wearing? I would have thought. So they're just like trying to diss Australia. It's like, no, mate, we're just doing exactly – also, can I just mm. – um, something you said that struck very close to home. I have really big hands and feet – and a really big head. And I bite my nails, so, yeah, my hands mm. are gross. Um, oh, I'm not saying mine are gross. I'm just saying they're big. My feet are like a size 41. Yeah. And my hands are large. And my head, they didn't have hats big enough at school to fit my head. Amazing. So, like, I had to, like, plonk it on top. Okay, well, okay, well, maybe she's got a couple of things right, hey? I think, uh, yeah. like, but also I'm not – I'm. I You're not rep- being negative. I I I'm not being negative and I also don't represent – all Australians Most, no, no, no. You're very tall is what I'm you are. I I'm think, five, I find you tall. Really? Do you, do you find me like I'm spiritually uh, tall? Or yes, like... but also I think you're bigger than 5'8", aren't you? No. Because I'm 5'7", and I'm it feels like you're like almost six foot. I'm 172 centimetres. Oh, I'm 168. I'm often wearing heeled shoes, though, around you Okay, yeah, that's probably the, the, mm. the thing that tips it over the edge mm. for me. Um, then, um, ah, the Australian family makes a brave show on holidays. Oh, my God. This writer is just going for everything. I love this because I want to see how America saw us, you know. Um, There may be bare feet and rags in the house, but there are cheap feathers and gloves in the street. (laughs) (laughs) Next show title just dropped. Right? Cheap feathers and And gloves gloves in in the the street. street. She's really fucking hooking in. Yeah. Also, I love that it's cheap feathers. I know. But as we know, like, uh, real feathers come at a great cost. Oh, my God. They mm. so do. The mm. bird, ep- bird on hat episode, mm-hmm. which I might add on our Instagram, Chris, uh, one of our listeners, wrote in and sent us a link to a Portlandia episode oh, yeah, where they put birds. Feather- birds on stuff, mm. which Absolutely. is perfect. Mm-hmm. Love that show. Um, okay. Here the vanity of the race peeps out. The race... Uh, I think the Australian race. Right. Okay. We'll uh, leave that one there. And hatred of apparent social distinctions. For vanity is stronger in the Australian woman than ambition. Just as indolence is more inherent than energy. So we are vain and lazy instead mm-hmm. of, oh, my God, that's just. Is the author American? Yeah. Okay. It was from the American Review. Oh, some kind of. So that's why the buddy up the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow. I can't imagine. Yeah. 
So you know how I don't know if you remember the eighties. You probably you were probably three. I was not born. Of course you weren't. Mm. Um, in the eighties, mm. Paul Hogan, an Australian yep. you know actor mm. slash uh, humorist, mm-hmm. um, he you know did Crocodile Dundee, and mm. and Australia was really quite the flavour of the month in America. Mm. America started loving our our gutters, mm. you know, thinking we were a really cute, nifty place to go mm. for tourism, and we mm. really. Obviously not back in 1893. They thought we were barbarians then. Well, here's my question. How does this woman know? What does she come? Because the, the only way to get here was boat, right? Yeah. And it took, um, uh, as I learnt um, from a, that book that I months read. Months and months. Months. Like yeah. months and months. My parents went from Sydney to the States because my dad um, got – he was doing uni over in the States mm-hmm. when my brother was – I wasn't even alive. This is mm. like – 68 or something mm-hmm. they took a cruise because they wanted they saw it as having a holiday on the way and mm. it really it took a month to get over there i can't imagine anything worse being trapped oh, in the middle of the they ocean loved it because you know what back in the 60s mm. children even if they were three mm. were completely taken away from the parents oh, at I dinner see. time put in their own room parents could have dinner no one was like i'm bringing my child to the table because that was not on yeah great so they actually had a fat time i think <laughs> But, like, so she's come here on a ship and it's I been, like, so. they're all fucked and then, like, gone back to America and been, like, it appears these that assholes way. It, out. It really does seem that way. I don't know. There seems to be no evidence. It's just, like, So, so we're, we're basically tacky truth. is kind of what she's tacky. saying. Tacky. But also, like, I feel like the – um, uh, and I know more about UK history than American history, but I feel like the class system here has never been as pronounced mm. as perhaps in other countries. Like, yeah. like we don't live or die by a class system because also because, the um, you know, uh, it's, yeah, I guess we don't have that, like, um, the same class-based history that they do. I really don't know the answer to that. Mm. I know that I grew up in India where there was a caste system yeah. and it was very obvious what jobs you were allowed to do yeah, depending yeah, on yeah. how you were born, mm. you know, like someone born into the cleaner's you know, mm. level would never get to university. That just would never There's happen. There's no opportunity for change. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I agree Class with you. Class mobility is a phrase yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah. So, yeah, Australia seems like completely uh, mm. better than that. But when you think about, you know, Indigenous history in mm. this country and how literally women were made to be servants, taken mm-hmm. from their children and made to be servants in White Houses, mm. it's just inconceivable mm. um, that that injustice happened less than what? Very recently. Like yeah. in the 60s, I believe, mm. even. Yep. So, oh, I don't know. Mm. Um, oh, I feel like she still has more to go, does she? She has a lot more to go. Oh, should I? Is it getting a bit much? No. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, this is fucking rough. Tact is natural to her, also a quick sense of perception. With a cheerful disposition and a mercurial temperament, which do you know what mercurial means? Mm, maybe. Like mercury, you know? You know how mercury moves? Oh. It changes. And what a fantastic – I think I knew that. I've been called word. mercurial before. <laughs> was it an insult or a – It was just an ob- a truthful observation okay. that explains the difficult and the good things about mm-hmm. me. It's so fucking true. Um uh, and mercurial temperament, the serious side of life scarcely appeals to her. <laughs> Foreseeing not that to sow the wind is to reap the whirlwind, she exacts neither obedience nor due reverence from her children and without being specially religious, leaves the responsibility of their future very much to the to providence. <laughs> do you reckon 
Do you reckon um, this woman came over to Australia with her, like, husband and then her husband left her for an Australian woman? <laughs> and so then, like, this is just a big diss article? I don't it's so unhinged. It's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, thus, some of the finest feelings that bind the human race together become destroyed. <laughs> this is going so hard. And a spurious sort of independence loosens family ties in Australian households. Holy fuck, if this is not a decimation yeah. of Australian human beings, I've not come across one before. Um, Are they trying to destroy Australian tourism or something? Like it's just so very <laughs> no. Then she takes the piss out of the Australian dialect. Oh, well, um, I mean, you know, to be fair. Yeah. I think uh, the Australian dialect is, is now beloved overseas. I remember yeah. when I was in America, mm. whenever anyone would hear my accent, they'd be like, oh, my God, you're from Australia. Yeah. And they I'd still like, love yeah. it. Yeah. They still yeah. love, it's still a novelty because none of them travel. They don't know where the rest of the world is. <laughs> they think we're from Austria. Mm. Seriously. Shout out to our five uh, percent of US listeners. Yeah, I, I, the ones that listen to this are obviously you don't count. You're geniuses. Great. Absolutely. Oh, perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I actually do have a quite a few American. I have American relatives mm-hmm. uh, that live in Maryland, mm-hmm. and I grew you up don't there. Need to, you don't need to like. I do want to say something though. I do actually quite like. Is this American humour? The, the visa people are listening. <laughs> <laughs> so you can be like, no, I love Look, it. Look, it's not China, okay? <laughs> That's what I love about it. <laughs> I'll just finish on this sentence. Culture and refinement may dwell in the humblest homes and the various plebeianism amidst luxury. Well, that's still true. Mm. Um, Australia is the land of many grotesque contrasts mm-hmm. and some unique social surprises. What an article. Yeah, right. That's right? So That's much. Julia F. Nicholson in the North American Review and that would have been in about 1893 or thereabouts. Imagine, wouldn't, would you just read that and be like, oh, they sound barbaric? Yeah, I would just be like, oh, I don't need to go there. The um, the perception of us overseas is such an interesting conversation. It really is. Because I think we it? see ourselves differently to how other people see us. Yep. Um, but, like, I think – uh, thanks to uh, the new crop of Australian celebrities, I think they've done a lot of the heavy lifting. Oh, like yeah. I think people think Australian men look like Chris Hemsworth oh, yeah. and Australian women look like Margot Robbie. Yeah, or Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Uh, you know, Tony Collette. Um, yeah. Wow. The woman from the Barbie movie, what's her name? Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. I'm mm. oh, sorry. Uh, you know. Yeah, so I think those sort of like exports have sort have of – done some good work for us. Have d- yeah, done some good, good work for us. But then when we rock up, they'll be like, oh – Oh, you're Australian, are you? All right. What a shame. Yeah. I was expecting something more. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Why are your feet so big? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Like, have you ever been disappointed travelling? Like something just hasn't lived up to what you expected? Um, To be honest, I... Or surprised even? Yeah, to be honest, I haven't travelled to as many places as you would think I had. Um... But you went to the States, right? Yeah, I lived there. And lived there and did comedy there. Yeah, I loved it. It was great. Everyone told me it would be ruthlessly hard and um, people were like, oh, like it's so tough. It's so cutthroat. People were just nice in the comedy scene. I'm like, if you're you're a nice person to work with, I don't – like of course there are going to be awful people in every scene of everything that you do. But I was found the scene remarkably welcoming and I made a lot of friends and mm. I really loved it. And the bookers were really, like, generous apart from <laughs> I was talking. It was like, who was I talking? Oh, I was talking to um someone about this the other day. But there's one particular booker 
Uh, and one of my friends did a similar thing. I think did a year over there and did some um, some New York clubs and stuff. And there was one particular booker who, like, whenever he had like a new girl in the lineup, would be like, "Yeah, I could like do that whole like, yeah, I can make you huge. Like, yeah, I can like, I can make your career." <laughs> and then he had this like map, like a paper map that he pulled out of the US with like pins where all his clubs that he books were. He's like, yeah, like this is everywhere. And I'm just like, why do you have that on hand? Yeah. And he was just super creepy. And like, it was like, whatever, it was fine. That's funny. But it was just that this other comedian had exactly the same story. Were they underwhelming? Did he have a very small amount of clubs in weird places? No, there were were all sorts of, like all over the, and I'm sure it would have been fine, but I'm just like, the room itself wasn't great, you know? (laughs) (laughs) It was just this bizarre sort of thing. But I think being Australian got me a little bit further than I otherwise would have got. Yeah, something Mm. for standing out Mm. just because of how you talk. Also, traipsing around with my keyboard or as they called it, my organ. Oh, nice. (laughs) That's Sarah's organ. She likes it that size. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Have you ever travelled anywhere and been like, "Eh." To be honest, I think – I think for me, traveling alone was challenging. I mm. I set out when I was twenty and did it by myself. I thought I'd have oh, this wonderful amazing. time, you know. I thought on go- paper that's great. It is, yeah. and it was. It was actually mm. amazing, but not in the way that I thought it would be. Mm. So I don't know if anyone's twenty that listens to this. God, I hope so. But um, and even if you know, one of you must have been twenty at some point. Um, I'd say all of them probably. Probably. Mm. Um, you have this big idea of what happens after school or whatever, mm. or uni or whatever it is. And I did. I thought I'm going to go to the south of France and be a waitress because mm-hmm. I learnt French for many, many years. Mm. Got there. I didn't have a visa to work in France. <laughs> so you really no did told just me. pack your bags and get on idiot. a midnight train going anywhere? 100%. Mm-hmm. I show up. Nobody wants to hire me as a waitress because I don't have a visa. Also, I'm not as fluent as people who are French that live there. Yep. Of course. Mm. makes no sense. No mm. one ever stopped me. I kind of appreciate my parents didn't stop me. Mm. Um, I mean, I'd saved up from a job but they helped me get over there and that and so I was lost in this town right in Montpellier Montpellier, I think you say it um in the south of France and I actually got a job two nights where I got dinner for free if I played the piano and sang for a bit that's fun and I can't even read music I just had about 10 songs that I knew by heart that's movie plot material it's funny and I was staying at this youth hostel and I met these two wonderful women and we went traveling together (gasps) Yeah, oh, I love that. and mm. one of them left, Rachel, um, who lives in Melbourne. I'm still in touch with her. But Sarah from Canada became one of my dearest friends in the world. <gasps> Sarah from Canada. Sarah from Canada. Yeah. And so, and I went and visited her last year, mm. you know, and I oh, was like so 48 funny. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess travel for me has always been something I, I know not to expect because whatever I get out of it will be different mm. to what I thought I was going to get. Yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of that little segment. Should we have a little break? Let's have a little break. Let's have a little uh, coffee break. Love it. Love it. All right, and we're back. We've kind of had our cakey at the start, which was like maybe we should have had an Maybe it should be a halftime thing. Half-time From now on, cake. let's do halftime cake. Okay, halftime cakey. All right. Um, well, I'm just pulling up my article. You know, they had carrot cake on the bench um, as I was purchasing the chocolate. chip. It made it sound really weird. Oh, mate, they had carrot cake for $3.20 a slice at the Italian deli. Why didn't you get it? I should have got it. 
Why did you could have had that right now. $3.20 a slice is so highway cheap. robbery. That's ridiculous. No, it's cheap as And hell. it would have been like the best. It would have been the best. I mean, you pay it in a cafe like $10. Or- oh, you literally pay $10. Uh-huh. I love that white cream stuff that they were selling there. It's got oh Philadelphia God. cream cheese in it. <sighs> Sour cream as well sometimes. Anyway. Maybe, maybe we should walk up and get it afterwards. Maybe we should. Part two this time it's personal. <laughs> <laughs> Tokyo drift. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> Um, well, I um, your article was quite um, verbose. Sorry, no, I, no, it was great. I loved it. My, this is dumb. Great, and uh, as uh, as two women who have lived in the world, this is right up our fucking alley. Today, I'm talking inspirational quotes. Thank you. Absolutely, I'm talking live. I'm talking love, laugh, and I'm also talking laugh, of course. So this is not so much an article as just a vibe. Um, it's, it's from the Express, which is an Adelaide uh, publication from Wednesday, the 8th of November, 1922. Uh, and it's called Suggested Mottos. And this is Suggested Mottos for Women's Institutes. One of the most inspiring and attractive features of the annual program for a British Women's Institute is a motto for each month, for which the secretary is, as a rule, responsible and for which she, as a rule, greatly values suggestions. Uh, And just briefly, the Women's Institute is a community-based organisation for women in the UK, Canada, South Africa and New Zealand. It was founded in Canada and is basically just like a women's guild sort of thing, probably similar to this CWA, like the Country Women's Association that champions women's causes. And it sounds Commonwealth-based. Yep. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've done some reading on it. As far as I know, it's not problematic, but I apologise. <laughs> I apologise if it is. Everything in the past is problematic. Yeah, exactly. At some so if, point. They did, if they did some weird stuff, I'm really sorry. Um, uh, but I want to know. I'm going to run these inspirations because this this author has suggested one for every month of the year, and by God, you're going to hear all of them. Love it. Are you ready for this? I'm so ready. I want to know your thoughts on each one. Okay. Um, here are some good ones gleaned from various sources. Uh, greatness may be present in lives whose range is very small. One more time. Greatness may be present in lives whose range is very small. I love that. I am obsessed with that I one. I love that. I mean, you'd think we'd be ready to tear these down. Exactly. But some, of them, some of them are really good. When that filtered into my brain, mm. it really changed from what I thought I was going to mm. think about it. Because yep. how gracious is that? Mm-hmm. to have greatness in a small life. Oh, absolutely. And actually, it's a lot harder than it sounds. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. Like just the um like the heroism and the kindness in day-to-day things, like Fucking things that happen oath. at the bus stop and at the supermarket and in how you conduct yourself, people with that others. dedicate their lives to serving others. I know. Mm-hmm. And they, and you know they don't have grand aspirations perhaps to, you know, be a big name or travel or do anything mm. spect or live in a beautiful house. Mm-hmm. They just want to live a good life exactly. and be good to people. And, and you know, no one necessarily hears about it when they pass away, the people that love them more than them and it just feels like the whole world should be. Yeah, that is you know, absolutely more. beautiful, Sarah. Mm. Well, that's that's January. <laughs> Loving it. Uh, so next we have happiness is a roadside flower graying on the highway of usefulness. <gasps> wow, the second bit got me. What is happiness that? Happiness is a roadside flower. Graying on the highway of usefulness. Okay. So the what young th- people can't be happy. Here's what I think, that we think everything needs to have a function, a use and a purpose and that happiness can't reside there. 
Like Which? doing things just for the sake of them. Oh, my God. Okay, I did not get that from that. That's really interesting. Well, uh, the prime example is frolicking for me. Like, you know, when you just see an open meadow or like a park and you just go like skipping around, like it doesn't have serve a purpose. Wait. Oh, okay. So when it says graying on the side of the road of youthfulness. Usefulness. Oh, usefulness. Mm. Yeah. So true. Happiness is a roadside flower graying on the highway of usefulness. Graying or growing? Graying. Yeah, graying. Um, so you can't understand my thick, I'm sorry, my I, thick Australian accent. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, for me, that thing could have stopped at happiness is a mm. roadside flower because I, just to go down a rabbit hole, mm. during COVID mm-hmm. I was in Canberra and I used to go for a bushwalk almost every day mm. and what made me happy was to find a cute flower mm. and take a photo of it, mm-hmm. um, one that I hadn't seen before. A woman I met once in Canberra took me on a bushwalk, and I, I don't, you know, I don't do them very often. But she said to calm her mind. Sometimes she would just say, make herself find five tiny flowers smaller than her fingernail, <gasps> you know, like that, I love that, and that would make her focus on her walk, mm. not on terrible thoughts or the future mm. or the past, but on looking for I a beautiful tiny flower. Absolutely love that. Isn't have that you, clever? Have you ever gone for a walk looking for koalas? It's the same oh, thing. They're really hard nice. to find. So you just end up staring at trees, which yeah. I feel like is just good for the soul. And right. you can, like you rarely find koalas. Sometimes you have to trick yourself. Mm. Because, I love that story. Right? Do you remember? And I mean, I know COVID was absolutely fucking terrible yeah. for so many people. Yeah. But do you remember that brief period where everyone was kind of going on walks and yeah, I do baking and I kind of do all, all that sort of stuff. And I, I like like millions of people died yeah. in COVID. Like, there's no denying that. But there was a particular there was a gratefulness for the simplicity yeah. for that roadside flower. Yeah, and I think we've I've losing, lost touch with that. We've completely. lost this. Yeah, we've yeah. lost it. It's kind of like just lurching from one thing to the next. It does. You know, I, I don't know if we're digressing too much, but no, I, no, no. I did see a lovely. I mean. Just on that feeling, mm. there's this very funny uh, New Zealand comedian called Chris Parker, yeah. and he does really funny sketches on mm. Instagram. And he had one the other day, and it was just him acting different people. Mm. And it was just it summarised that feeling of malaise that's currently hovering. I don't mm. know if it's just me, but I feel like it's bigger, and he certainly felt it. Mm. And he was just like bumping into a friend, being, "How are you? Ah, oh, you know, getting mm. by." And then they bump into another friend, and they they're all mm. just eh. Mm. You know, mm. and I don't know what it, I think he might have alluded that it was the weather or something, but honestly, it feels like a whole lot of things globally mm. and economically is just putting a little bit of a, a dark cloud, mm. and you've really got to work at finding that fucking roadside flower. Absolutely. The other thing I love, and this is now, now like I feel like I'm writing an HSE English essay, mm. but the other thing I love is like um, plants growing in places they shouldn't. Yeah, I love that. that. I love is, it when nature takes over. It's a great vibe. It's like that same period of COVID when like. Animals started appearing in places they've never appeared before yeah. because people weren't around. Fuck. It's like if we were all got van- – if we vanished for a week, like there would be literally like animals walking all around the streets. It's so interesting. Mm. And do you remember when Italians were singing in yeah. giant um, housing yeah. blocks and but stuff? But then celebrities did that Imagine video. <laughs> oh, fuck. That was a nightmare. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, I think it was one of those times where everyone was just like – it was very much a we're all in this together kind mm. of thing. Um and except just, for the toilet paper bit. Except for the toilet paper <laughs> bit, which was uh, – did you ever come close to the to, to just running out of toilet paper? No. Oh, I came close the other day because I get – I'm talking crap. I'm talking during COVID. Oh, during COVID. Mm. 
Uh, yeah, we did get close. It family family of four. It was touch and go for a bit there. <laughs> <laughs> I think we even ordered some from Korea or something like that. <laughs> you had to source it internationally. I think my housemate, for whatever reason – because she was very wise, just did a huge order and yeah. we really got in there before the shortage. So insane that. Mm. That was fucking insane. Of all things, just to go mental about toilet paper. And we just saw it happen in like I think Hong Kong or something yeah. and then we went, oh, fuck, we better get on the toilet paper. It's just weird. It's so yeah. dumb. No, but it's that thing. It's like you really find out who people are during times of crisis and yeah. the people who are like, oh, I've got enough toilet paper. I don't need any. And then you'd see those cunts at the supermarket oh, yeah. with like 800 things. Oh, and yeah. it's like, Do you know that it's still hard to get Panadol? shitting yourself? Do you know that it's still hard to get Is Panadol? It? In Canberra, um, my friend told me recently that he tried to – oh, he was at the at chemist and the chemist – was arguing with this woman who wanted to get, like, bulk amounts of Panadol. Isn't that a drug deal red flag? I don't know. I think it's a drug-making red okay. flag. Mm-hmm. But I don't recall, you know, there being limits on Panadol before. Maybe also, I just didn't why know. Why would you be buying 30 packets of Panadol or whatever she was going to buy? I don't know. Why? But, but honestly, sometimes you can't get Panadol. If you've looked, mm, it's I sometimes. I hate that. Anyway. Well, this I'm so glad I picked this article. This, this is, is a best, actually. Yeah, we're just... Um, oh, these are all so wholesome. Oh, we I'm, love. I'm so happy. This is a picked, wholesome episode. I'm so happy I picked this. Time hastens. Therefore, do today whatever kindly act you may. Wow. I mean, I don't love the way it's worded, but it's basically just like yeah. time flies. Be mm. nice to people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree with that. I'm on board. I think if you can choose to be nice, be nice. I mean, much easier said than done a lot of the time. Sometimes in the thick of it. I really struggle to be nice. If if a feeling is overwhelming me, I'm better mm. off just taking myself out of that environment mm. and just having a breathe and a cup of tea yep. and a lie down, perhaps even a sleep. You know, I used nap, to make yeah. fun of my mum mm. for having this life philosophy of if you feel bad, go to sleep, you mm-hmm. might wake up happy. Look, there's something to it. There yeah. actually is something to it. Yeah. I will feel nap. better in the morning than I do at night. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Oh, incidentally, Wendy Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom did say she started listening to our podcast. Oh no! Uh huh. And she said, I "Tell Sarah I love her singing." Oh. And that that song was very clever. Mum never knew what ghosting was, and she thought that oh was my great. God. I thought I that was lovely that. feedback from Wendy. Did we ever get a resolution on the golf the pants? Club? No, she didn't wear them again. I asked her. She didn't wear the pants again. Okay. Well, if it comes to it, we can get all the pants listeners in Canberra to just show up there in pants, in pants, in the in the tracky dacks. Mm. Um, yeah. I want to be on record that I think an Adidas tracksuit is chic. It is chic. Probably a lot chicer than the crap that the other women well, are wearing. Well, tights and a, you know, yes. golf skirt. Um, oh, this is very like me on MySpace in 2008. Turn your face to the sunshine and the shadow will fall behind. Okay. That's good. I mean, it is. It's, it's simple. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. It's a truism, right? Mm. I like it. I also I can't like, hate it. Um I've taken to uh, having lizard time, which is yeah, like me I just too. put myself in the sun for 20 minutes. So good. Yeah, and you just, I just like lie down in the sun or like go for a walk in the sun and like I, it's lizard time. And it, it just makes me, me feel better yeah. mm. fully. I get sun on my bed and it's hard to get out of bed mm. until the sun is gone. And yeah. sometimes that's like 11.30. We're essentially <laughs> just pot plants really, aren't we? Yeah. I wish I was as happy as a pot plant. I mean, some a minor a bit touch and go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a healthy pot plant. <laughs> My Monstera is actually growing quicker oh, than I care. I love Monstera. I think mm. they're beautiful. It's starting to like reach around my clothesline and I'm like, sir. <laughs> if you'll please just <laughs> back off. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, where do you think you're going? That's great. Um, a little insight into my day-to-day life. 
Okay, this is a bit gaudy, but it's fine. We'll take it. Never lose an opportunity of seeing anything beautiful. Beauty is God's handwriting. A wayside sacrament. Yeah. I just, like, ignoring the God part of it. Yeah, Um, yeah, exactly. uh, Just seeing the beauty in everyday things. I think there's something in that. Fundamentally. Is this weird, just going through quotes? No, I love it, man. Like, I I actually think, you know, I mean, I need to be reminded this shit. You know, Mm. the gratitude Mm. and appreciating what you have. Yeah. And being of service to others are, without a doubt, mm-hmm. the simplest ways to make yourself happy. Absolutely. Right? Mm-hmm. It's been proven with, you know, medical stuff. It's been proven by psychology. It's mm. just true. Yep. I uh, I have a an ethos with uh, three of my best mates. We just say, it's just called Say Yes to the Day Trip. Mm. And it's our, it's our ethos that we remind ourselves of every new year. Yeah. And it just means, like, if you get an opportunity to do a thing, just do it. Do the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like whether it be big or small, yeah. Um, instead of just like lying in bed rotting, mate, you do rot in bed. Mm. Like if there are times I do need to stay, take to bed. Oh, of course, uh, <laughs> like in, like in the sick, dark, like as a it were. Sickly Victorian woman, like yes, well, just mm. with with the depression. Mm. But um, but actually, you do need to fight it and mm. do the things that make you happy. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Um, ne- uh, if you c- if you cannot scatter roses, never scatter thorns. Wow, so shut up if you haven't got not, something nice to say. Uh, and that's a Persian proverb, it says That's right beautiful. Here. Mm. If you cannot scatter roses, never scatter thorns. That's beautiful. Mm. So if you don't have – is that – Yeah, it's yeah. like if you don't have something nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah, but what if the person's been a massive asshole? <sighs> oh, that's a good fucking question. Mm. Can you scatter thorns if they've been a real prick? <sighs> I think if they started it. You know what, though? This is this is a very good question because mm. no one wins an argument. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. And if you come at someone and be like, you're being this, 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 mm. they're going to get defensive and you're yep. not going to get anywhere. Mm. So, you know, I was always taught by psychologists that, you know, if you're in an argument or you're in a bad situation, you need to address it with someone. You need to talk about your feelings, not the, not mm. not them. I sentences. Yeah, yeah. And, and they can't get cut at you for how you feel or mm. if they do, they're dicks, you know. Mm. I don't know. It's a tough one. What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, but also like it's uh, mum and dad have this thing and I don't know where they heard it. Um, it's the Legna trap. Have I told you about this? No. Uh, they they heard it from somewhere. That it's, I think it's I think it's actually from their meditation app. And mum and dad listen to this religiously, mm. so they'll, they'll I'm sure they'll they'll let me know. Mm. Um, but it's I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell it wrong. But basically, it's a story of um, a, a lovely dog on the side of the road and a woman uh, like you know it's it's behind a fence or whatever. And a woman goes to the person goes to pat it and it snaps at them. Um, and they're like, why is this dog so mean and unpleasant? And what she can't see is that on the other side of the fence, his legs caught in a trap. Oh. And it's just like you never know what you can't see. So if someone's nasty or cruel or whatever. That's a really lovely um, way of saying And so it. they remind each other uh, if someone's – like, you know, even if someone's, like, being awful in traffic or whatever, it's like they're going to trap. Oh, what that is, is going such on? a kind way to it see is. it. It is, yeah. And it helps you. It doesn't take away from you or your mm. power. It actually helps you. Like this woman in traffic the mm. other day was beeping at me nonstop to move and I physically couldn't because I was. it was literally yep. just in traffic. Like there was nowhere for me to go. Yep. And she was beeping and I almost gave her the finger. Then I was just like – like in a trap. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe she's mm. going to hospital. Or... Like this is my only interaction with her, thank God. But like who knows yeah. what else is going on. Yeah, fuck, that's mm. that's a really good way to diffuse it, your own mm. anger perhaps mm. as well. Yeah, exactly. And not always. I don't always. But, yeah. Um, what a nice idea. Mm. Um, so mum will like that I said that. It doesn't surprise me that your parents have such a beautiful little 
philosophy. They heard, I want to say it's from Insight Timer, which is I mm. like. I think it's from there, but um, I'm sure I'll be able to tell you next mm. time because yeah. they'll probably tell me. Um, uh, one of the essential qualities is a large hopefulness. Oh God, that just makes me sigh. Yeah. You know. Hope is so helpful. It is. Fuck, when you lose it, you really know about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you got to find something to keep that spark. Mm-hmm. Fuck, that's so lovely. Yeah. I read the other day about, um, it's, you know, psychology has always come out with all sorts of new terms. And, you know, there's like, um, uh, there's, you know, obviously triggers, like things mm. that, um, that, you know, trigger you. Um, and the opposite or the, another version of that is a glimmer. It's like random things that just for no particular reason make you really happy. Uh, yes. And this thing was saying, look for the glimmers yes. in everyday life, like yes. however small. Um, but yeah, no, I think especially in what we do as well, hopefulness is like literally the only way to get through. Mate, it is. Because we're not in like an accounting firm where it's, we can just move up and up and eventually. There's no partner. certainty to our yeah, careers. Exactly. I think the entire thing is literally just a, a swing in the dark. It is, yeah. love. I do find one of my philosophies is you've got to have a bit of joy in every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. Um, like I laugh at gratitude journals, but there's something to it. There's yep. some to them, I think. Um, True. All right, just a few more of these to go, but I just, I'm loving this. Um, the way to have a friend is to be one. Oh, <laughs> it's so fucking true. Mm, these are all just really fucking and good. And also, we, I really do feel like I need to be reminded of this stuff. Mm. So often, ah, fuck, that just makes so much sense, right? Because mm. when you forget about others and you're just focusing on yourself, mm. It it is no fun just focusing on yourself, like because yeah. you can just make more and more things to worry about or or feel ungrateful for. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas if you're looking at others and caring for them, you feel better. Mm, completely, absolutely. Like the Bureau of Stats actually did uh, part of the census was asking about volunteer people who volunteer mm. how they. F- feel like their mm. life satisfaction mm. and i'm quite certain this is a thing like you probably google it but they found that volunteering helps you be happy yeah <laughs> there's a, a, a down at the cooks river there's a um a volunteer group that like clean up the river and they were meeting the other day and i walked past them they had a little table set up and i was chatting to them i'm just like if i had time i'd do that yeah <laughs> yep i know and that was the end of the thought but I i'm just like i just love that they're doing it you it's know brilliant they just like and it's it's t- the area looks beautiful so they're obviously I doing know. a great job but they like i think they I, like you know how the down the river it's always um like beautiful trees and there's very little rubbish and the river's always like clear i'm just like i'm sure that's them i saw a man down there mm. um you know when you have a see a tap that mm. doesn't have the head on it yeah he had the head bit because he feel, was filling up buckets and, and putting it on um, new plants that they'd planted oh, there. Oh, wow. Yeah, he must have been one of them. That must be so rewarding. I reckon. I mean, we could do it. I just like, you know. We could. <laughs> is See, this, this is the thing. Is this I, the problem? I, Are I truly, we the problem? I think so. I think actually what happens, I think an age thing happens and mm. when people become a bit more retired or semi-retired, yeah. they start actually thinking, how do I fill my life? Yeah. I mean, and that's the time they start volunteering. We're away most weekends. I know. Mm. So it'll just be another thing that I don't commit to. To be honest, (laughs) I did sign up uh, to a yeah a a volunteering thing in Canberra, Mm. and I've not done a thing except financially contribute. Yeah, I actually oh that's Mm. that's it's not what makes you happy though. I I actually signed up to um uh uh, because I'm a a big dog lover and I'm not really in a position to own a dog. But some years back, I signed up to foster dogs. Um, and I fostered a, a dog and. I found the whole volunteer community very full on, mm-hmm. really just, I I would mm. just so 
fucking mental. Right. Like really um, uh, like it was quite hard I think for people to adopt dogs from the organisation because the people were so picky. Okay. Um, so like if you want to adopt a dog, they're just like, yep, we've got five house inspections. We need to meet your family. We need to speak to your um, – we need to speak to your bank. We need to see your bank details. It's just like – and it was that sort of thing. It's wow. like, no, but we just have the best interests of these dogs at heart or I'm just like, oh, do you just not have anything else going on? Yeah, I know, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? That, I'm just that, like, you don't need that, to see someone's – Bank that's insurmountable. Yeah, that's insurmountable. So you know, not mm. all volunteers. I understand. Good. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'm sure there's good. And there's a lot of anthropomorphism as well, like treating the dogs like children. Mm. And I'm like, that's not my I'm scene not into that at all. Um, also, one of my favourite words, anthropomorphism. It's good. Um, sorry, that wasn't just to shit on uh, dog rescue organisations. <laughs> I'm sure most of which do. I'm sure most of which do incredible work. Yes, but I just found it very odd. I'm sure. Very odd. It does sound odd. Yeah. Just to, yeah. Um, character means what we are. Reputation is only what other people think we are. Okay. So look after your character. Mm. Yep. But what if you have a great character and a terrible reputation? How does that happen? You can't. That mm. can't happen. Yeah, that's true. It can't oh, is happen. that the point of the quote? I think okay. so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think mm. so. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess you have to know that you're – ticking the boxes that you need mm. to tick for yeah. yourself. And yep. if other people think you're lazy or stupid or making the wrong choices, that's really not up to you. Um, you as long as you're living within your values, I suppose that means you're going all right. Yeah, I think mm. so. I think that's right. Uh, just a few more here. I am now there is a lot. I'm now cherry picking. Okay, great. Um, but I'm gonna leave you with two. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one's just funny. They say a fireside is the heart of a home, but I think a woman is the soul of it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is showing its age here. It is. I agree with that. I mean, yeah. What's not to love about a woman? Yep, exactly. Being the soul of a home, I love it. Mm. As long as uh, the uh, partner does fifty percent of the domestic labor. <laughs> the divvy labs. Mm. The divvy labs. Divvy labs. Divvy labs. Okay, I'm going to leave you with this. Um, actually, no, I'm going to leave you with two. There okay. is no greater cause of melancholy than idleness. No better cure than busyness. Oh, Literally exactly what we were just talking about. Yeah, that's but interesting. I would argue that some people get too busy and they're miserable. But also I think there is – maybe it's a generational thing, but I think increasingly we value rest as a legitimate way to spend time than perhaps was not yep. previously I reckon COVID helped with that. Mm. Because we know we've reached the wall, you know, yeah. and you can, and you can see it in people when they need to take time. Yeah, and and I think there is more acceptance of that now than there was pre pre COVID. Absolutely, and like uh, I don't know if you get this, but like guilt around resting mm. and being like I'm just going to sit and read a book or I'm just going to sit and watch a TV show. It's like no, I should be doing this. I should be like making content. I should be writing. Mm. I should be blah. And it's just like no, the rest is the activity that you're doing. Correct. Like it's and it's essential because like we've all had burnout. Like after festivals. Like, uh, like you know, when you do, like, however many nights in a row you did, like, you did so much more than mm. me. But you know that feeling of just, like, I actually can't oh, man, I know use that. my brain. Mate, I know. Mm. And also to find inspiration again. Like, oh, yeah. I haven't even lived. What, do you, what am I supposed to be inspired by? Exactly. Yeah. The roadside flower. Mm. Um, and here we go. This, this probably applies to us because I think we're a bit guilty of this. Gossip it, is idle talk, which helps no one, and we must learn to leave it utterly alone. Fucking oath, 100% agree. I'm never it. happy when I have gossip. I, I love, actually don't like it. I love a bit of gossip. I love yeah. celebrity gossip. I really don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable mm. because I know it means that someone somewhere is, is gossiping about me. And I, What do you classify as gossip, though? 
oh, you know, so-and-so is yuck or so-and-so <laughs> did this. Yeah. Um, I heard so-and-so is going out with so-and-so. You know, like I just – I don't – I've got so much that I need to fix in my own life. I just don't enjoy s- – yeah. I think, like, the biggest example is just, like, gossip magazines. Like, they just contribute nothing yeah. to society. Yeah. Like, I went through a period where I was really into them when I was, like, a teenager or something. And then it's just, like, it's nothing. The mm. stories are nothing. And those magazines are targeted at women largely. Mm. Because right? it's, like, so-and-so. But it's always about weight. Always about weight. It is always it's about trash. how you look. Mm. Yep. Um, and, and those big exposés of look at her in this bikini compared to last year, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, fuck off. Bodies There's, change. The biggest celebrity gossip account on uh, like Instagram is called Demois. Um, and they just post blind items submitted by people. Right. And it'll be like so-and-so was seen at lunch and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what or are like, they eating lunch for? Gross. Or like this person and this person might have broken up. <sighs> I don't follow it, but I, yeah. like, and I think it's like a whole. I just think the. V- the karma feels yuck to me. It hurts my heart yeah. a little bit. Mm. Mm. That's good. All right. Well, no gossip then. No gossip. We should here. start a gossip. Um, like a kind gossip. Podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh my God, did you Just hear? secret good yeah. things people have done that ha- they didn't tell anyone about. Yeah. Like, oh my God, did you hear like Chris Ryan was so nice to me the other day. Can you believe it? <laughs> yes, I can. She's amazing. I make a point of talking really well about you people do. that I love. I love that too. Yeah, mm. I love that too. And I do, I do that as well. I love mm. to give people praise that deserve it. Yeah. Absolutely. And don't ask for it either. I once had someone tell me that um, I compliment people too much so it seems insincere. I don't agree with that. Oh, I don't agree with it either, but I just sort of said a lot about I'm, them. Isn't that interesting mm. how people perceive? I'm just like, I don't think you can compliment people. It's just, it's not even a, it's just what I think, you know. It's what I think and I want to tell them like because I'd like to hear I think someone's hair it. looks sick, I'll be like, your hair looks great. Yeah, like, exactly. What do, I, what do I lose from yeah, saying Yeah, why that? would you say, mm. oh, you don't look like yourself? Why would you say yeah, that? Yeah, oh, you look tired? Fuck mm. off. Yeah, fuck that. Mm, mm. Exactly. And also it's kind of just like, um, yeah, I don't know. I've, I've, and that stayed with me. That mm. someone said that to me because I've ma- because I've made a point of like oh, you know I don't like that no and it's no it stayed with me in a good way because I'm just like I'm so glad that I'm known as someone who and Compliments. it's yeah as I said it's kind of just like there's always nice absolutely mm. well remember back in the episode where you talked about your gig where the where you thanked the sound guy and he was oh, like yeah. I'm not a millennial I that don't need outraged people it did outrage people because mm. kindness should never be um, dismissed just like saying that. thank you for something they mm. did and they're like oh it's it's a generational thing. No, it's not. Yeah, mm. I didn't – yeah, wasn't looking for the hot mm. take, mate. Just say yeah. thanks. <laughs> well, that <laughs> – You know, exactly. Yeah. Well, uh, that's that's it. I'm um, – I didn't know how that one would go because it's just a series of inspirational it. quotes. You but never I just, know sometimes. Yeah, I, I thought that was great. It gave us good stuff to well, riff on. I think our favourite was um, uh, Greatness Maybe President Lives, oh. whose range is very small. It reminds me of my favourite book in the entire world, A Little Life. Oh. It's about someone's life over a span of 40 years. It's the most traumatic book ever anyone's ever read and it's quite um, polarising. Mm. Um, it sounds like a beautiful title. It is. It's just this guy's life and he's not particularly like famous or this or that, but it's just – and you get so invested. And it is. It's just someone's life. Mm. That's really sweet. Mm. Well. Thanks for joining us. We love yeah. having – people that listen to this it makes us feel good yes and um we thank you so we much make you feel good we really appreciate you uh this has been a longer episode yeah well sometimes we go short sometimes we go long and that's right um yeah i'm gonna give an unsolicited compliment to all our listeners we're obsessed with you yeah 
we really are. We love seeing that people are tuning in mm-hmm. every week um, and we love getting your emails. Please email us at chrisandsarahweatherpants at gmail.com with your thoughts uh, or your favorite inspirational quotes. Yep. Uh, what do you have in Driftwood on your wall? <laughs> yeah, good one. All right. Well, thanks again. We'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. This episode was mastered by Tim Duck at Verse Productions. Music by Yosef K and artwork by Century Comedy. Our podcast is hosted on Acast. Articles are sourced online through Trove at the National Library of Australia. Sources are listed in the episode notes. Send your pants moments, article suggestions or miscellaneous thoughts to chrisandsarahweatherpants at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at chrisandsarahweatherpants or on our own accounts at Christine Ryan Comedy or... Empire of Gaul, G-A-U-L. Thanks.